Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Believe in Bengal podcast with Solomon Wilcox right here on Bally Sports Ohio. Right now, I'm joined by three-time Super Bowl champion, a 13-year veteran of the National Football League. Of course, he won two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, but let's not forget about the one he won with the San Francisco 49ers, Mr. Ed McCaffrey himself. Ed, how you doing today? Solomon, I am doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, I don't know that we could have gotten a better um, 49er insider. You played for the team. You know the coaches. Um, and your son, of course, plays on the team. Christian McCaffrey, uh, in the Monday night game, scored yet another touchdown. Had two, by the way, but 16 straight uh, games of scoring the touchdown. A new NFL record. First of all, congratulations to you. And secondly... Uh, the Niners are coming off their second straight loss. This is very surprising of where we find this team right now. What are some of the next steps? How do they kind of get going in the right direction? Yeah, look, it just reminds you there's parity in this league, right, Solomon? I mean, every team's got talent. Um, some teams might have more than others. But if you don't show up and bring your A game, you're going to get beat. And they faced the number one defense in the NFL uh, against the Cleveland Browns a couple of weeks ago. Um, look, Ball didn't bounce their way. You miss a field goal here. Uh, you lose a couple of your key players like Christian Debo for most of the game. You know, a call here or there. And then another team steps up and plays well. That that Cleveland game was physical. Those guys had a hard-fought win. And then this last week, uh, last night against Minnesota, um, look, same, same thing. You can always look to who you have and who you don't. Trent Williams doesn't play. Debo doesn't play. But Justin Jefferson didn't play on Minnesota's team. And, um, you know, it was a... You know, you talk about team victories for the San Francisco 49ers. It was a, it was a team loss. You know, offense, defense, special teams, play here, play there, um, doesn't go your way. And you you lose to a very good football team. I want to start out by giving credit to Kirk Cousins yeah. and um, that Minnesota Vikings offense. Those guys were absolutely on fire. And without um, Jefferson, they really stepped up and, and made some plays. With Addison. Um, you know, they were they were on fire, and no matter what they seemed to do defensively, uh, Kirk Cousins had an answer for you. You want to sit back and, and rush four. The offensive line did a good job of protecting him. You can survey the field. You want to blitz them. It might have been the best games Kirk Cousins ever had. I'm not I'm not kidding you. To watch how accurate he was yeah. and how he was throwing the football all over the field versus different pressures. There was one where he moved in the pocket and threw kind of across his body over the middle of the field, just a dime. And man, I mean, give them some credit. Minnesota played phenomenally well. They created some turnovers on defense. And that's how a very good football team like the San Francisco 49ers, a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl, that's how they get beat. So credit to Minnesota, credit to Cleveland. You know, this week uh, they have a home game, which is good for them. But Cincinnati's coming off a bye. They had a narrow win against Seattle a couple of weeks ago. You know, Orlando Brown won't be playing. So Carmen. I should be very comfortable and confident with two weeks of practice going into this game. Yeah, look. Uh, in, in this league, right, it's consistently making uh, good plays and doing your job throughout four quarters. And these they haven't been able to do that enough the last two weeks. Yeah, and look, I've been telling a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans, don't sleep on the 49ers. This is a team that scored 30 or more points in each of their first five games. They were 5-0. and and then they score only 17 points over the last couple of weeks. But you know this. They were a field goal away from winning that game on the road at Cleveland. And they were one drive away, right, 
uh, not too far from that end zone before that final interception on the last drive of the game. So you're really talking about one play in each of their last two games. Or they could be sitting here at seven and no, they're not. They're five and two. But this is still the 49ers team that I see as being um, very complete offensively, defensively. Um, and they have so many different ways of beating you because they have so many weapons on offense, Ed. Yeah, I would agree. I was really happy for Jake Moody, by the way. He knocked uh, down a really important field goal in the second half um, that showed that he's got ice water in his veins. And, you know, miss one one week, make one the next week. I was happy for him. I think that was a good way to finish up on special teams for him in the second half against Minnesota. But but you're right. You know, um, part of it is going to bat with all the guys on your team. But, you know, the game can be a game of attrition. Um, you guys saw that, right? Joe Burrow gets hurt early in the year. You, you got to make – you're either playing hurt or you got bumps and bruises or you're missing a couple key guys here and there. And that's why it's the greatest team sport in the world. So guys have to step up and fill in and play through pain and injury. And that's the NFL for you, right? But it's it's funny to hear you say from my perspective, you know, don't sleep on the 49ers. Like, I mean, they, when they were 5-0, and no one would even say don't sleep on them. But they've dropped a couple and they haven't brought their A game to make some adjustments against two pretty good teams who played really well against them. But you're right. Uh, the game was there for there to win, for them to win if they made the plays. Unfortunately, you know, it was Cleveland and Minnesota that made more plays throughout the game and at the end of the game and, and walked home with the victory. But this, this San Francisco 49ers team um, has talent all over the field. There's nobody that's going to sleep on the San Francisco 49ers, especially when they're playing at home. Sure, they have to play better. But they absolutely can beat any team in the NFL if they play their best football. Well, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the last time they went to Levi Stadium, that was in, what, 2015? I think it was just before Kyle Shanahan arrived. The Cincinnati Bengals won that game. But the last uh, two times the Bengals played the Niners, it was here in Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium. And uh, the 49ers got the best of the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I, I could see a 49ers team coming off of two straight losses, as being totally pissed off. <laughs> and so just tell me about the mindset of this team. What do you expect from the 49ers coming off of two straight losses as the Bengals are set to come to town? Yeah, I think the number one thing they have to do is turn the page. You, this is a very veteran group. They have some young, talented players, but they're a very veteran group. You don't have to tell them to protect the football, to catch the football, to make a tackle. These guys know that. They know they have to go out and execute better as a team, and that starts with every individual player uh, doing their job. I think the number one thing they have to do, watch the film, learn from it, turn the page, go through that process of physically getting ready to play. They're happy to have a home game in front of their home crowd where they don't have to jump on a plane. They know they're playing a physical Cincinnati team. They know that you know defensively they have to maintain their gap integrity, have a sound front, do great job of communicating on the back end to limit explosives to guys like Jamar Chase. They, they understand what they have to do. Steve Wilkes does a good job of getting them prepared defensively each and every week. And there was a couple of close play right before the half, right? You know, you may say, well, that was pretty aggressive for the end of the half, but they had one of the best players on their team in a position to make a play. He made an interception earlier, and this, this time, you know, Addison comes up with it, man. Those guys are paid to play and have a lot of talent as well. So it was really a game of a few plays here and there, like all close games are. And I think the 49ers have the right mindset, right? They're going to be dialed in. Coach Wilkes is going to get them ready to play on defense, on offense. You know, obviously, Brian Greasy will have Brock Purdy ready to play. And Kyle Shanahan is an incredible play caller. He'll mix up motions and shifts and 
try to get different guys the ball. I know offensively they would like to move the ball on the ground a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I think as a team they'd like to you know stop you know limit the run a little more and and move the ball on the ground a little better to set up plays down the field. And I think another week of practice uh, with Ray Ray and um, with Jennings um, is going to be great for Brock. He'll get just another week of practice with those guys with Debo not in the lineup. And one last question before we let you go, and it is about Brock Purdy. He's coming off his only game since. He came into the National Football League and became a starter for the 49ers, where he's had more interceptions than touchdown. Two interceptions in the Monday night game, one touchdown pass. Um, how do you expect him to respond? In every pro career, there's going to be moments or crossroads where people are maybe looking for you to go one way or the other. I believe in Brock Purdy, by the way. Um, where are you at on him, and how does he bounce back from that Monday night game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's got a, a lot of experience as a player, um, both in college. He's been a starter for a long time. He's been a leader and a captain for a long time. You see him talking to guys like Fred Warner after the game. Like, he's he's a veteran already, right? He played last year. He's playing this year. Nobody's perfect. Uh, we know that. But he's pretty consistently good. And, I, you know, he's not going to let anything phase him. He's going to go out and play his game. He's always done that. He'll continue to, to do that. And I think it's 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 going to have to be a collective effort. Uh, Brock Brock has done a great job since he's become the starter in San Francisco. But you know, a quarterback can't uh, win a game by himself. Uh, so that means, like with any quarterback that's maybe coming off a game, they they wish they played better. And by the way, he started out the game on fire, yeah. right? And then uh, you know, as the game went on, give them credit; they made a couple of plays. But the other guys need to step up and help them, right? They need to help them a little bit, create an explosive you know, break a tackle, make a great catch, something that, you know, you're not expected to do. Um, and it's a, so I think if the guys up front take care of their business and some of the playmakers uh, can turn, you know, short catches into long gains, um, they'll have a chance. And they did some of that, right? He had a nice uh, throw to Christian, 30-something yard touchdown. He had a couple nice ones to Jennings. Brandon, I really well every week this season, and he had a good game um, last week. So I think the – if he lets the game come to him, right, are they bringing pressure? Are they not bringing pressure? A lot of that, you know, you're going to see in film study to get prepared for what they're going to do. There was always a couple of wrinkles every defense throws at you. And you don't have to change much, right, for most of the game. Sure, a throw here or there, he'd, he'd like back. But, man, what quarterback wouldn't like a throw here or there back? And I think he just keeps doing what he's doing, preparing the same way he's been preparing, and, you know, just go out and compete and, and get the ball to your skilled players and let them make plays. Well, it will be the ultimate chess match as Lou Anaromo, defense coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, will match wits with Kyle Shanahan, trying to stop and slow down that 49ers offense that can get red hot. Ed, we appreciate you stopping by uh, to share with us on the Believe in Bengal podcast. All the best to you. And I'll see you on Sirius XM NFL Radio, the opening drive, where you're my host every week on Thursdays. We'll see you then, okay? We'll talk soon. Thanks, Solomon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.